With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to a new episode of Land Grant Holy Land Stick to Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Tamanini, and as always, I am joined by the one and only Tia Johnston. Tia, this is just our fourth episode, but I think that we are on the verge of greatness with what we are going to <laughs> unveil later in this episode. I hope that you are as excited as I am. I am pumped. You might be thinking to yourself, why are these weirdos that excited about something that's going to happen on an Ohio State podcast? Well, we are not your normal Ohio State podcast. We are a cool Ohio State podcast. <laughs> on Stick to Sports, we talk about things around the periphery of Ohio State athletics, as well as the things that keep us distracted and entertained between the games. But, Tia, we do want to start with something that kind of happened with Ohio State's game, a weird phenomenon that doesn't happen very often when it comes to Ohio State football games. The Buckeyes played Rutgers in a very ho-hum kind of bizarre game on Saturday night. And what was interesting about this game is that it was on the Big Ten Network, which happens a few times every season. But as we've talked about before, we are both very much on Twitter during the game for our respective land-grant Holy Land uh, responsibilities. But it became very evident very clearly that because A, Clemson and Notre Dame were playing at the exact same time, and B, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were speaking in the middle of the game, that very few people outside of the Ohio State and Rutgers fan base gave a damn about this game, which is kind of a weird feeling. Like it's we're so used to seeing like all the national people tweeting about Ohio State games, but it's weird when you realize that everybody else is paying attention to things other than the game you're watching. Yeah. And that game should not have been on primetime. I mean, <laughs> I know Rutgers came into the season looking better than previous seasons, but that doesn't mean that they're this like great matchup for Ohio State. Which we saw, even though, I mean, we I don't want to get too much into the game, but it wasn't as pretty as we would have liked, but it was not a close, suspenseful game. And therefore, nobody was watching, especially near the end. And for somebody who is literally collecting tweets for an article, I there were none. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where is everybody? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that there's some sort of like... Big Ten Network rules on like how many games you have to play on B or you play on BTN each year and how many primetime games and all that stuff. So I get why if you're going to say Rutgers has to play a Big Ten Network game, I get why you would put it with Ohio State in primetime because no one is going to watch Rutgers if it's Rutgers, Illinois. So you might as well, if you're going to put them in primetime, put them against Ohio State because then you actually got a shot of getting some people tuning in because Ohio State's fan base on its own is always going to tune in. So no matter what's happening over on NBC with Clemson and Notre Dame going into double overtime, you're still going to have people watching. But like that game was, I mean, the first half, 35 to three, clearly went according to plan. The second half, I feel like a lot of the Ohio State coaches and players might have been secretly trying to keep tabs on what was happening with Notre Dame and Clemson as well. Well, I will say like, I know that all of the beat writers had to watch the game. And so 
I usually pull tweets for the Twitter roundup from the same people every week because it's it's always the same people tweeting funny stuff. And I realized that the majority of those funny people aren't actually on the beat because they were like, I was messaging you guys in the Slack. I'm like, there is nothing (laughs) on Twitter worth publishing. And I, I ended up like getting a few good ones, but not nearly as many as I usually do. So even near the end of the game, people on the beat were starting to tweet about Clemson and Notre Dame. And I was like, I'm just going to publish this. We're done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was nothing interesting to talk about other than like, Justin Fields is great, but what are you going to say that's funny about that? Like, he's the best quarterback in Ohio State exactly. history. There's the tweet, you know? So, but yeah, it's just weird. Like, I think Ohio State fans are so used to being the center of the college football universe, at least while they're playing the games, that it's weird when people aren't paying attention. So... I don't know what's going to happen over the next few weeks. I think the next two games are going to at least have some attention because I think people are interested in what happens with Ohio State and Maryland. And now that Maryland beat the tar out of Penn State and then Ohio State and Indiana might be a, a game of unbeatens and could be for the championship in the Big Ten East, which is just weird. But who knows? I, I, I don't like it. It's not as much fun when you know there's nothing to look at and then i got into arguments with people on twitter because i was actually pointing out things that aren't going well with ohio state in that game and i prefaced it by saying like they're gonna win and like it doesn't change the fact that i think they're one of the best three teams in the country but like i don't understand how people were freaking out about the ohio state game against penn state and thinking that the team was terrible because they didn't look perfect and yet we were over here defending it and saying like hey this was a really good game and then in a game when we when which we said like don't make too big of a deal of this, but this is like what's going wrong. People got defensive. Like I don't understand the whiplash that Ohio state fans go through. And maybe it was just because I don't know. It was just a weird game, but it was a very weird night on the, on the tweeter machine. That's for sure. You just can't make Ohio state fans happy. I really do get it when (laughs) other fan bases hate us because we're attention hogs for one. And we are never happy with our football team ever. Or anyone that, interacts with us like refs networks anybody we are (laughs) we are the Aaron craft of fan bases like internally we love you know we love the fan base we love ohio state fans we love ohio state but on the outside it makes perfect sense why everybody hates you it made it perfect sense why everyone hated Aaron craft because he was (laughs) that guy he was annoying he was a pain he caused problems we are the Aaron craft of fan bases and somewhere Alexis Chasen is like (laughs) giggling hysterically uh, because of how much she loves uh, Aaron Kraft. And she's glad that we brought that up. So on our last episode, we talked about two things that we wanted to save for this coming week. Uh, The big one, which we teased at the beginning, I'm going to save for just another minute. But one of the things that has been keeping both you and I distracted, especially during uh, the time when we weren't sure if sports were actually going to happen again, and even now in between games, is TikTok. Now, I know that people are concerned that it might be a spying tool for the Chinese, but listen, everything on your phone is a spying tool for somebody, so <laughs> I, I don't care. Um, I spend, I haven't spent as much time on TikTok now that the football scene doesn't happen, but I can tell you there are times when like I like lay in bed and be like, hey, I'm just going to check TikTok for a few minutes, and then like three yep. hours later, I'm like, I've got to go to bed. Oh my gosh, I have the app like hidden on my phone because I know that once I go to it, I'm not going to put my phone down for an hour. It, and 
to your point about the like Chinese spying on you, I read this article and it scared the crap out of me. I was like, what? So I deleted it. And like two days later, I was like, I have nothing to hide. <laughs> they can spy on me if they want. <laughs> it is so addicting. And if there's anyone listening who is like 25 and up and think they're too old or cool for this app, I'm talking to all of my friends right now. You are missing out. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Oh yeah, we've established we've established how much older I am than you, and I it's it's ridiculous. So I wanted to go over some of the some of the favorite. So they they do this thing where they they say like you're on a certain type of TikTok, you're on dance TikTok, yeah. or you're on comedy TikTok, and so I wanted to kind of go through some of the things that like I'm on. And I wanted to see if they lined up with some of the things that you're on. So, and maybe maybe we can shout out some of our favorite TikTokers. Um, some of the easiest ones are like I, because of you know I'm a I've worked in theater for a decade. Like I follow singers and dancers, and like that stuff's fine. Like yes, follow that. I some comedy people, some political people, some news people. That's fine. That's not what TikTok is for. TikTok is for I follow a bunch of voiceover artists. I follow people who like live in custom built vans and RVs. Um, I follow a bunch of people who are like linguists. Like those are weird things. But some of my favorites are something I've gotten into a lot lately. And I think you would like this, Tia. This guy, he, I believe he's an Australian comedian, but his name is his handle is Christian M. Hall, H-U-L-L. And what he does is, is he duets videos of people mixing paint. Yes. And then tries to, you oh, know what I'm talking he, about? Yes, yep. he tries to guess <laughs> the color of what the paint will be. That is peak TikTok as far as I'm concerned. It is. He's so dramatic. I love him so much. Okay, a little, okay, a little yellow, a little white, a handful of blue and a lot of red. So that would be the blue and the yellow would be like a, a dark green, a dark green and a lot of red with a hint of white. So a light green with a hint. Would it be mauve? Would this make like a, a dark... Like it would be this, it would be like a dark mauve colour. Oh, uh, oh, I don't know, now I'm really... Uh, it's got to be mauve. I'm just going to lighten it. I'm just going to go with a lighter mauve. Did it go into white paint or did it go into a gelatin? No, I'm changing my mind. Confident this went into white paint, so it should be a much lighter mauve. Oh, God, come on, give me this wink, give me this wink, give me this. My TikTok feed is primarily, like, I guess I'll describe it as skits, like comedy, okay. yeah, yeah. parodies, like people acting like, right now it's pretty much filled with people acting like Biden and Trump like getting into it or you know the other side of it is like tutorials and hacks I learn a lot from TikTok like I learn so many cooking hacks and like organizational stuff and then <laughs> what else oh dogs obviously so many dog videos yeah because that's I feel like with TikTok when you first start using it there's this big like span of types of videos that they give you and it's really not your thing. Like Cam hates TikTok because every time he goes on it, it's like these teenage girls like dancing or just stuff that he's not into. And I'm like, well, they have to like establish what you like. And then once they do, you'll love yeah, it. Yeah, you've got to interact with it. Like the things you watch, if you, if you see something you don't like, you swipe away 
and then it'll be like, okay, they didn't like that one. Or if you like something, that's how it knows what to give you. That's how you get on certain sides of TikTok. One of the other things, like, are you, do you follow Auntie Chantel? I don't know. What, what does she do? Okay, okay. I never look at the okay. names of the people. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Because I like, I'll go through, when I was trying to find people's names uh, to mention in here, like I was scrolling through the people I follow and I was like, I don't know who like two yeah. thirds of these people are. <laughs> but okay, Auntie Chantel is, she's a former WNBA player and I think she, she's got a PhD in something. I think she works in the athletic department um, of Auburn. But like her thing is, is like making these ridiculous half court shots. She's got to be in her mid fifties uh, black woman with like, short blonde hair and she's so funny but she's so good so follow auntie Chantel. um one of my favorites which i think you'll also appreciate is um a guy named uh, c-o-n-n-s-u-l-l-y consuli i don't know what it is but one of the things that annoys me the most about tiktok is people who tell this story and it comes up in your for you page and you're like oh my god this story is amazing i can't wait to find out what it is and then at the end of their 60 seconds they're like mm-hmm. follow for part two Ugh. and then they <laughs> And exactly. So this guy, Consoli, he watches all of the different um, multiple videos, all the different parts in the video, and then tells you what happens in all of them in 60 seconds. So you don't have to watch all the videos, especially because a lot of times they take weeks or days or months to, to post the follow up videos because they want you to, you know, to follow them. So it increases their follower list. So Consoli is, is big <laughs> because... Yeah, it's so good. Um, and it's, his goal is to get rid of part twos on TikTok. Thank you. I hate those. And they suck me in. Yeah. And so I'll go to their profile and it, the video might be from like weeks ago. So I have to scroll through. And sometimes someone will leave in the comments. Like the second part is she's wearing like a green shirt. Yeah. Like find the video <laughs> in a green shirt. And I'm scrolling like, what is my life right now? <laughs> right. Because on the For You page, when you follow, when you see a video, they don't tell you what day it's from. Uh, they do when you're following somebody and you're watching videos like for uh, just people you follow. But like it's it's th- that's a little obnoxious. I mean, the thing that's different between TikTok and other social media is like on Facebook. I don't have Facebook, but like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, like you can go through and just like you can catch up on everything from the people you're following. Like there is a point where yeah. you will eventually get to the end. TikTok, there is no end. It literally just yeah. keeps going and going. And this is the weird thing. Like, this is the one social media where I'm more interested in looking at the videos from people I don't follow because I want to find yeah, more. Yeah, and that's the thing about TikTok and why it's so addicting is, like we said earlier, it, like, personalizes your feed to exactly what you want to watch. And I, I know, like, all the social media platforms kind of do that. Like, Instagram kind of does that. But TikTok, it's like it's something different every single time you scroll. Yeah. And like you said, it never (laughs) comes to an end. So I have to be like, okay, I need to put a timer on or something. I haven't. I haven't seen this in a while because I, like I said, I haven't been on as much since the football season started, but like eventually there are videos built into the for you page where they're like, Hey, I think you've been watching for too long. Maybe it's time to put down the phone. Have you gotten those? No, you've never gotten those videos. Okay. I didn't know they existed until my friend Annie, like I could just mention it. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, you've never gotten one of the videos. It's like from an official TikTok account. Like I thought it was just some random person putting it up there. It's not, it's a legitimate official verified TikTok account where it's just a person being like, Hey, 
you've been scrolling for a long time. Maybe it's time to put down the phone. And I, or like, if it's late at what? night, hey, maybe it's time to go to bed. I haven't seen him in a while, like I said, because I haven't been on as much since football season started. But like, they're there. If you scroll enough without like getting out of the app or whatever, like they will tell you, I need. I think you need to take a, a take a break because you have been hitting this a little bit too hard. Maybe I just scrolled through it. I actually, or Could does be. it yeah, let yeah. you? <laughs> Like scroll past yeah, yeah, yeah. It. it lets you scroll through. <laughs> yeah, it just lets you keep going. Like I'm like, okay, thanks, bud. Next. <laughs> yeah. But so we are here to tell you to watch more TikTok. Um, it's great. Like there's like I think there's some incredibly funny, incredibly talented people on there. There's one person who like this. I mean, just to mention two more. There's a, a woman named Just Being Divine who like her. My favorite videos of her are she reads like um dating website profiles just using auto-tune i'm six two that's my entire personality is being six two what's my favorite live action meets animated movie space jam also i'm six two where's my favorite place to travel who cares i'm six two did i mention i'm six apostrophe two question mark <laughs> And it's just so dumb and it's stupid, but it's hilarious. Um, and then someone named Biz Queen. I think she's like a Twitch gamer kind of person. But the reason I followed her is because she'll like every few days she'll do a video where she does impressions of inanimate objects. Where it's just like a zipper where it's like a zipper and she'll go Zip, or like uh, a box. It'll be like and she'll go. It's just so dumb, um, but I love it. That's what TikTok is for, and that's why I love TikTok, even if now the Chinese know everything about me. I mean, who cares? <laughs> the world's going to end soon anyway. It exactly. doesn't matter, whatever. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we pushed this off longer than we needed to, Tia. It is now time to unveil the very first region in the LGHL stick to sports chip bracket. We mentioned this last week based completely organically off the fact we were talking about the chips that you eat on game day. And we mm -hmm. decided that we were going to do an entire 32 chip bracket <laughs> to crown a chip champion the week of Michigan game. Actually, we'll, we'll, the finals will start the week of the Michigan game. And then we'll, we'll determine a champion the week of the champions week for the Big Ten. We're going to break this up into four different regions. This region, because we started talking about tortillas, will be the tortilla chip region. Next week, I believe, will be the potato chip region. The following week will be the flavored chip region. And then the final region will be the chip adjacent region, which will have things like pretzels, Cheez-Its, combos, stuff like that. How we are going to do this is um, Tia, mainly Tia, but I'm assuming I'll be involved a little bit going forward. But because um, I've got some strong opinions that I'm going to force on you, um, <laughs> we'll come up with an eight chip bracket um, and then Tia and I will argue it down to the regional final where there's just two two chips left and then we will open it up to land grant holy lands twitter follows uh land grant 33 on twitter and we'll let you decide who moves on to the final four and then you will carry it out from there to determine who our chip champion is 
So, Tia, let's run through um, the tortilla chip region. Do you want to give the matchups? Do you have them handy? I do. So, one is Tostitos Hint of Lime. We're going to I'm going to I'm going to argue with the selection committee on this one. I I have feelings, but go ahead. Tell me who number one Tostitos Hint of Lime is facing off against. Number eight, Tostitos Scoops. I don't even want to hear it if you have an argument towards that. They're awful. Well, my only argument was be that you included them at all. Like you didn't have to. Like there's probably better chips, but I understand why you made them last. Yeah. Uh, Number four and number five is Mission Restaurant Style. And then I had to look up this pronunciation. So chill, Mexican style. Number three, Tostitos Cantina. Number six, Calidad Gluten-Free. Number two, Tostitos Bite Size. And number seven, Tostitos Original. So one thing that I like about how you did this bracket is that you didn't just put one different Tostitos in every matchup so that like the next round is all Tostitos. I think that's very... um, smart of you so that we didn't get completely overwhelmed by Tostitos because I have a feeling like if you'd have broken these down differently that we could have just had Tostitos in every second round matchup. So I appreciate that. So the first Tostitos hint of lime getting the number one seed. What are you smoking? Are you, Okay. Have you had Tostitos hint of lime? Yes. Yes. The- that's why I know they do not deserve the number one seed. No. No, I can't even put the bag down. And it's funny because I I forgot about them because I've been just buying Tostitos Bite Size. And then I posted it on Twitter last week and we got a con- I got like a reply and they're like, if you they were very, very serious. If you don't put Tostitos Hint of Lime, it's like a crime against humanity, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you're right. So I, I feel like it's the the mass majority of people would agree with me here. Fine, I guess. Um, all right, so we're going Tostitos <laughs> Hint of Lime versus Tostitos Scoops. I know where you are You are coming in. I would actually probably pick Tostitos Scoops because um, I don't love the lime. But I, because of your passion against them, saying that they are like cut glass um, in, in your mouth, I, I am willing <laughs> to allow you to advance Tostitos Hint of Lime to the second round. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You agree with me, right? About the scoops. I mean, th- yeah. I mean, but like, it if you just put them in whole, yeah. But like, if you like chew them and don't let them get to the roof of your mouth whole, it's just like a regular chip. But I understand what you're saying. They are very sharp around the edges. Yeah. That's too much work for a chip. <laughs> <laughs> too much work for a chip. All right. So let's move on. <laughs> the four versus five matchup is mission style restaurant. Uh, mission restaurant style versus how did you say this other one? So chill. Okay, I am disappointed because I really wanted to see Santitas uh, tortilla chips in there. In fact, you and I discussed Santitas, and I think you went a different direction, which uh, uh, upsets me a little bit. But that's okay because I love me some Santitas. I don't know that I've ever had this Sanchito 
Mexican style. So I'm going to vote for Mission Restaurant style because I do think those are they're a little bland, but I've had them. So I, I guess I have to go that direction. So the only reason I put so chill and mind you, I only remember like my thoughts on Tostitos chips. And I know that I've had these other ones, but like not recently enough to have a big opinion about them. But Mission and so chill. I feel like those are the chips that really fancy people have in their kitchen. Like they're in like that see-through like brown paper yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, this is going to be like the bougie tortilla chip competition. That's and that's the only reason I kicked out Santitas because, and it was like, I did most of this on like a Google search, like what are the popular tortilla chips? And that one didn't really well, San- up. Santitas are like why. the cheap $2 bag that you get at a gas station. And that's why I love it. Because as I said before, like, like those are the types of things that I love. But like Mission is also like, they also do like real tortillas. So they're like legit Mexican food staples. So like I get Mission, like they're, they're, they're important and, and they're good. And I've had them. I haven't had the other one. So I'm going to go Mission. Where do you come down on this one? I'll go Mission too, just based on what you remember about them. Because you don't remember them at all. Because I, I know I've had them, but I don't remember. <laughs> okay. All right. Next up, three versus six, Tostitos Cantina versus Caladad gluten-free. I honestly, I can't believe you went with a gluten-free option in here. I felt like gluten-free needed to be represented, but then I also kind of think all tortilla chips are Yeah, I don't know how that works. And that they just advertise. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Now that I'm looking through, like, the pictures of the chips, they're kind of, like, all gluten-free, so... Caladad is a popular one, though. Is it? According to Google. Okay, according to Google. <laughs> um, I think I said last week that uh, the Tostitos Cantina chips, It with, I said the wrong ones. I, I said it was the red label. It's actually the blue label. Um, the Cantina Traditional. Those are my favorite. Lots of salt, good, sturdy chip. It, it, I don't do a ton of dippy type things, but like it's just sturdy. It holds up. It doesn't like disintegrate in your mouth or in the bag, which is very important as well. So I am definitely voting for Tostitos Cantina, especially if we're going traditional over thin and crispy. Yes, agreed. All right, that brings us to our two versus seven matchup, Tostitos Bite Size versus Tostitos Original. I mean, these are basically the same thing, just different shapes, right? Yeah. And so the reason why Tostitos Original is number seven, aka second to last, is because they're kind of like Cantina, but worse. And they're just humongous triangles. And so you're like breaking them anyway. <laughs> so why don't you just buy them pre-broken, aka bite size? Uh, I cannot argue with that logic at all, Tia. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and move Tostitos bite size into the second round. Let's go up to the uh, back to the top of the bracket. Tostitos hint of lime, number one seed versus the number four seed mission restaurant style. Now, again, Tostitos Hint of Lime, not my favorite. I don't want sweet chips. That's the thing. Like, I know it's just a hint of sweetness. You know, the lime is, you know, is a sweet, fruity flavor. Obviously has lots of connections to Mexican food. So I get it. It's just not for me. Um, Mission restaurant style, they're kind of bland. Like, I don't think they're super tasty. Um, You got to put a lot of salt on them to make them work for me. Maybe that's because I don't do a lot of dips, but... I'm I'm at a loss uh, in terms of which one I would prefer out of this one, although I think I know where you want to go. The thing about Hint of Lime is that 
tortilla chips without dipping are, they're not great. I mean, they're not my preferred chip unless I'm dipping them in something. Whereas the hint of lime version, you can eat those plain because they have like a little kick to them without the salsa or the cheese. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. It's just not the kick that I need. So, but I, I will defer to you on Tostitos Hint of Lime over Mission Restaurant style, if that's where you're going. Yep, that's where I'm going. All right, that brings us down to the next matchup. Number two, Tostitos Bite Size versus number three, Tostitos Cantina. And now, Tia, I just want you to realize I've been deferring to you on some of these. And I just want to say, (laughs) if we need to, I will arm wrestle you over Tostitos Cantina versus Tostitos Bite Size. Because this one is so obvious to me. Uh, but I know you prefer yeah. the bite size, I think. I will go with Cantina because I think they're more like the true Mexican style tortilla chip, whereas Tostitos bite size are like furthest away. <laughs> they're like the fake American version where I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure Tostitos Cantina are as well, but like they just dress it up a little bit better <laughs> to make us think. Well, and they're also different. Like they're, they're different types. They look like different types of flour or corn or whatever that's being used. They're very yellow yeah. versus the white regular Tostitos. They feel more uh, organic, or not organic, but authentic. And you say it's hard for you to eat uh, tortilla chips by themselves. Not these. The I could eat a whole bag of these by themselves. So I am going uh, definitely with Tostitos Cantina. So we now have a tortilla chip regional final between number one Tostitos Hint of Lime and number three, Tostitos Cantina. And I love this because I feel like you and I both have different opinions. So go ahead, make your argument for Tostitos Hint of Lime, and then I'll do that, and then we will turn it over to yeah. the voters. Okay, Tostitos Hint of Lime, like I said, can be eaten alone or with the dipping sauce of your choosing. And when it's dipped, it has like that extra kick of flavor that kind of offsets the salsa or the cheese that you don't get with regular tortilla chips. Thus, (laughs) my passion for Tostitos Hint of Lime being the number one seed. See, here's the thing. (laughs) When you have a chip that has an additional flavor already built into it, I feel like you then have to consider that when you are adding in other flavors, whether that's via salsa or cheese, you have to make sure that whatever you are adding to the chip doesn't have a negative interaction with the flavor of said chip. That is not something you have to worry about with Tostitos Cantina. This is a pure, sturdy, hearty, original chip that has a great flavor all on its own, but whether you're putting a a salsa, maybe you're putting cheese, maybe you're putting a kind of a spicy cheese on there that doesn't really work with the lime because the lime negates the spiciness of the cheese. This works with all condiment additions, and, and it's just great on its own. It's something that you can put a whole bunch of stuff on top of it because it's not going to break apart and be flimsy. I firmly believe that the Tostitos Cantina chips, the traditional blue label, of course, uh, are the best chip and deserve to advance out of the tortilla tortilla chip region. So listeners, LGHL followers on Twitter, we are going to open this up to you today when this podcast is released. You will uh, be able to go to our Twitter. We will pin the tweet to the top Uh, of our page at land grant 33 and you can vote you will be able to make uh your selection through next monday 
which is the looking at my calendar, the 16th. You'll be able to make your votes through the 16th. And then we will have um, one quarter of our final four at that point before we move on to the potato chip region in next week's episode. Tia, any parting instructions for for the listeners and um, the people deciding on who will win this region? If you vote, I really want like your passionate reason why. Yeah, that yeah. I want full on arguments in our comments, and not about me saying something stupid during a game. <laughs> no, only tortilla chip. Yeah. Focused. <laughs> yeah, I mean, tortilla chip arguments all weekend. I will make sure <laughs> that I stir it up with people as much as humanly possible. So, um, all right, Tia, I feel like you're going to recommend Tostitos Hint of Lime, and I'm going to recommend Tostitos Cantina, but that's not really what our recommendations are mm-hmm. at the end of the episode. So, I think we've both been delaying some things that we've been wanting to recommend recently. Um, are we going to catch up? Are you going to get to the thing that you were going to do a few weeks ago? I have a new one again. Okay, fair. Go. What do you got? So if you remember from our first episode, I mentioned that Cam and I have trouble watching shows together because he likes action-filled, suspense, gore, all that stuff. And I like the exact opposite. Well, we finally found a new show to watch, and it's called The Undoing. Have you heard of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Nicole Kidman on HBO. Is that it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant play this like Upper East Side, New York, wealthy couple. And then they have a son. And obviously there's a murder. And I don't want to give too much away, but they get wrapped up in this murder. And it's one of those shows where, so there's no gore. If you're against gore, there's none. They only show the dead body. And then basically every five seconds, it's like a new piece of information which is why it's so good. It's one of those like mystery shows where you're just like, no, what? She did what? Like <laughs> the whole time. So the only bad thing is <laughs> they release an episode every Sunday. So you can't binge watch it. You have to wait, which is like, yeah, I feel like it's from the olden days. <laughs> you had to wait for shows. To come did out. you, did, were you into like um, the Shonda Rhimes shows on ABC, like scandal and how to get away with murder? Yeah, I watched all okay. of Scandal. I haven't watched How to Get Away with Murder because I don't know if it's scary or not. I watched all of Scandal. I've watched boy. all of How to Get Away with Murder. How to Get Away with Murder sounds very much like what you're describing. There's a little gore, but it's ABC, so it's clearly not like a ton of gore. Um, I I really, okay. really like How to Get Away with Murder. It's it's trippy. Like You don't always know what's going on, and like they do like flashbacks and stuff, so it always keeps you on your toes, but it does feel like every episode is like, Holy crap, what is that? Um, Scandal did that too, but it was a much different way. Right. Um, so I would definitely recommend How to Get Away with Murder because that is a show where you can binge because it's over. Yeah. And I think there was like five or six seasons. So if you need something that's in that same vein, I would highly, highly recommend How to Get Away with okay. Murder. Okay. That'll be next. Cool. My recommendation I am finally going to get back to something that I had been meaning to recommend early on. And I think I might have even mentioned it. Um, at one point, but my favorite show on television for the last year or two has been literally the dumbest thing that you could possibly watch on network TV, and that is Fox's <laughs> The Masked Singer. This is based on um, a an Asian show that has the same kind of, of theme where celebrities, and that's in air quotes because very much like Dancing with the Stars is stars in air quotes, they come on and they wear these ridiculous 
ridiculous costumes and the judges who are also very <laughs> C to D list on their own. Ken Jong, Jenny McCarthy, Wahlberg, Nicole Scherzinger and Robin Thicke. They try to figure out who these people are and they advance. The singers advance based off like votes and stuff about how good they were. But no one really cares about who wins. It's all about trying to figure out who the celebrities are underneath the mask. And I don't want to spoil things because this is all available on Hulu. Yeah, I think it's all available on Hulu. But like there's been a number of sporting world people in there that have done actually fairly well. And then there's some sports people who have been really awful, but it's great. It's dumb. There's like these clue packages before their performances. And they always, the, the clues are ridiculous and very rarely ever give you any information um, but it's just fun. It's silly. It's stupid. Tia, we've been trying to get you to watch for a while now. I know. We, uh, uh, Connor Lamonts, who is our basketball expert at LGHL, like he's big into it. Um, Alexis Chasen, who I mentioned earlier, former LGHL uh, managing editor now over at Bleeding Green Nation. She's really big into it. She and I will text back and forth about episodes after we've watched. But there's a, it's so, so stupid, so dumb. But so much fun as well. So I highly recommend this if you just want something to distract you and not be serious. This is definitely the show. I think they're already getting ready to film their next season because it's going to come out early in 2021. So I highly recommend this. You can catch up on the season now on Hulu. Get caught up before the finale. It is just the best stupid show on TV. I feel like we need or I need like a deadline to watch the whole series. So like we need to get Connor and Alexis on the show and set a date and I will sit there and binge watch the whole season. Otherwise I just, I can't get myself to sit down and watch a whole season in one sitting. Okay. So here's, here's the thing. The season finale of season four, which is currently going on right now is the Wednesday before the big 10 championship game. Do you want to get caught up before then. So maybe we can do, we can bring Connor and Alexis on to talk about the finale going into it, or maybe after it, do you want to try to set that as the deadline to watch this season? Yes. Okay. So we will fit. Th- that will also be when we unveil our chip champion. So it'll be a very big episode, <laughs> but um, so why don't we do that? Why don't we say that our episode that'll come out on the 17th, of December. That'll be the day after the episode. We all have to watch it the night before um, so we can talk about it. So you just have to get caught up before the finale airs on the 16th. Okay. Deal? Deal. I can do that. Yeah, you've got five weeks. Like, there's plenty of time. And the episodes, you can really skip through. Like, they're, you don't want to skip through because you want to watch the clues, but like, they're not difficult watches. You know, like, you can just breeze through them right. very easily. But, all right. I'm very happy that we now have you on the Masked Singer train um, <laughs> because. I am all about the dumbing down of American society via television. So, <laughs> All right. That is all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Land Grant Holy Land Stick to Sports Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at BWWMatt. Tia, what in the world is your Twitter <laughs> handle this week? Tia Johnston underscore. Right. And it's the same on Instagram, though, right? Yeah. We've established that, that it's the same for both of us on Twitter and Instagram. Although, don't follow me on Instagram because I don't post anything. Um, you can follow Land Grant Holy Land on Twitter at LandGrant33. If you are finding this episode on our website, LandGrantHolyLand.com, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We are bringing you a different podcast episode Monday through Sunday, every day of the week throughout all of Ohio State's football season. And as is evidenced by this episode, 
You ain't going to find anything else like this on any other Buckeye podcast. I can guarantee that. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon. And as always, go Bucks.